Episode 51, The Heart of Sorrow, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Metreon, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. And welcome back, everyone, to Twice Bitten. And so, we find our companions ascending the dark stairs of the Stairwell and Castle Ravenloft, traversing from the dungeons far below, aiming as their destination, the study far above. After some minutes of travel, you eventually ascend and come to a dark landing. A door closed in the wall before you. You can see a small bit of reddish amber light seeping through the opposite side underneath the small slot underneath the door, flickering like firelight. Do you proceed? Yeah. Yeah. Cautiously. Let us As do always. it. And proceed. You shall. A blazing hearth fire fills this room with rolling waves of red and amber light. The walls are lined with ancient books and tomes, their leather covers well oiled and preserved through careful use. All is in order here. The stone floor is concealed beneath a thick, luxurious rug, and in the center of the room, a large low table, waxed and polished to a mirrored finish. Even the poker in its stand next to the blazing fireplace is polished. Large, overstuffed divans and couches are arranged about the room, with two chairs of burgundy-colored wood with padded leather seats and back cushions facing the hearth. A huge painting hangs over the mantelpiece in a heavy, gilded frame. And as you watch, the rolling firelight illuminates the carefully rendered portrait. It is an exact likeness of Irina Koliana. What ain't that so? Lovely. Kind of looks like the same dress, a bit. How you feeling, love? And uh, Metron turns to Irina. She swallows, looking a bit uncomfortable. Not entirely happy, but also not entirely surprised. I think we've known that there's something here. I mean... I know this is of me, but it can't be of me. I've never owned a dress like that. And how long has this been here? Did... By the age of the paint, a while. 
Let's just uh, keep looking for what we came for. Right. Didn't yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Dybbuk mention something about this fire and the, the poker? fireplace, yeah. We gotta extinguish it first, and... Erythrandir gets a little distracted. He is trailing his finger along the spines of some of these books. Good grief. This is... this collection. Didn't take him for this much of it. DM, does he recognize any of these titles? The books themselves, no, you do not recognize the titles. But it is a masterful collection. You see books that seem to hint at secrets of alchemy, bestiaries of strange beasts, biographies, exotic recipes. You see a book of military strategy, a novel written of epic proportions, anthologies of poems, the theologies, histories. You even see one text that you think hints at some sort of, you recall in the back of your mind, a heretical schism of a cult of a major religion of Mistra, several centuries past. It's, uh, it must be over a thousand tomes in all. Good grief. He looks over at Lillison and gives a half smile and then just kind of pulls a book out at random and puts it in his pack for later. Roll a d12 for me. That's why I did it. <laughs> Let's see what you get. Goats, 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 goats. Eight. Eight. Okay. Give me a moment to think. While this is happening, uh, Metron will just uh, lean into Irina again, just uh, ask, uh, Oi, you, know, you want that thing around? You, we can you know, burn it or slash it if you want. She looks frowning for a second, but you notice that her gaze hasn't left the painting since the time she's entered. You know, I... As much as I hate the man who must have made this, and as much as I think its purpose is something profane, I can't help but feel that this is the one memory that this land has of the woman she... maybe I used to be. I think she can stay up for now. Kiva just does, squeezes a hand on her shoulder. Irina nods back and gives you a smile. Um, Erthrandir, yes. the book that you have obtained is oh titled God. How I Learned to Love Good Neverwinter Champagnes by Vino di Pretensius. Oh my God. It seems oh. to be a guide to fine wines and champagnes from the Neverwinter region of the Sword Coast. It's pretty old. Earth's already reading. All right, y'all. Okay, just go ahead. I'll I'll be good. <laughs> y'all stay here. I'll catch up. Metrion puts his hand, like hand, just like a like a cat, just like puts his paw in the middle of the book and like pushes it down from his face. I was just taking like thirty seconds. I was going through the table of contents. Nope. Fine, fine, fine. If we're rushing along so quickly, let's put out the fucking fire. Wilson is also looking at all these books. Are any of them uh, histories of Barovia? If you want, you can take a, a few minutes to sort of scan through it. I'd say it'd probably be around 10 minutes to do a thorough scan. Or you can just kind of check out the shelf that's right next to you. 
I will start a thorough scan and see how far I get uh, by the time everybody else is finished doing what they're doing. Okay, very good. Spear table roll. Woo! Excellent. So, what's everyone else doing in the meantime? Oh, shit, nice. Uh, just hovering, um, kind of keeping an ear on and an eye out. Uh, I don't know if you want me to make like a... Uh, any Passive perception's fine, to... unless you're listening to something in particular. No, just uh, trying to make sure that everyone's... That this is uh, something of a safe area that we're not going to get attacked by, you know. I mean, as far as you could tell, there doesn't seem to be anything here. There are three additional adjoining doors leading off to this area. There's a large set of double doors in the west wall, which is just noted down on your map as leading to a bedchamber of sorts. There's a door at uh, each end of the north wall. One of them is open. It's the staircase from whence you came. There's another door that, from what you can tell, seems is written on the map as leading to the tower. And there's another door at the other end of the south wall, which is just written as leading to dining hall. And it seems to link to other set of stairs. Is there like a like desks or like cabinets or something in here that can be rifled through? Nothing especially bureaucratic insofar as what I think you're looking for. It's mostly just books. Okay, so there's there wouldn't be anything uh, like documents related to the castle or anything. There doesn't seem to be no. Okay, you're welcome to fair. join Lillison in searching the bookcases for anything relevant, but at a glance, there doesn't seem to be anything particular. I mean, if it if it helps her. By looking, uh, yeah, I, I'll do it. I'm not looking. I'll for say if you want to help Lois in, it'll cut your time in half. Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll help right. her whatever I needs to. In that case, uh, the both of you give me a investigation check, or one of you with advantage. Who has? Uh, you probably have the higher investigation stat, right? I only have a plus three. What's yours? Uh, plus one. You should take it with advantage. All right. Come on. Well, good thing we had advantage because my first roll was a four, but uh, it is a 21. Okay, so hold that thought. We'll come back to it. So meanwhile, what are Amity and Erthrandir doing while Kiva and Lillison search the bookshelves or anything of Barovian import? Erth is going to pour his water skin on the fire. All right, easy enough to extinguish. Although, well, yes, water skin, not wine skin. So that should do it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Has, no. has anyone already pulled the poker away? Not yet. He okay. looks at Amity and like bows as if offering to let her do the honors. Amity it strikes that King Arthur pulling Excalibur, etc. pose and pulls the poker upward. You feel exceptionally majestic as you do so, puffing out your chest and drawing the poker forth with bravery and valor. And as it leaves its perch, you hear a click, and it's a ticking noise coming from within the wall. And as you watch, the rear surface of the back wall of the hearth clicks and swings very so faintly, perhaps an inch or so, inward. Oh, that is so cool. I, I, I need to, when I get a house, I'm, I'm installing one of those. Not for any real reason, it's just cool. It's like secret passages. I do. They're fun. As Aerith will push the door open. The door is pushed open, and immediately you find yourself hacking very faintly as smoke pours out, presumably from the fire that had just been here. Once you come to your senses and clear your senses, clear your lungs, you see beyond a smoke filled chamber. And resting on the floor of this smoky room, 
a closed chest surrounded by piles of gold, silver, and copper coins. The fittings and clawed feet on the chest are evidence of great worksmanship. Attached to the east wall, you see two torch sconces. The southernmost one holds a torch with an intricate metal base, the other empty. A skeleton in broken plate armor lies against the wall. The skeleton's right hand is on its throat, and its left hand holds the matching torch from the empty sconce. This is the next thing we need. God, poor man. Why We gotta replace this torch in that sconce, or else. I, I think Dybbuk said that chest's a trap. It's a false treasury, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Earth will gingerly extricate the torch from this guy's grip and slot it back into place. The bones at this point held together only by small remnants of ligaments and the cobwebs upon it clatter to the ground as you pull the torch away. The entire skeleton slumps over, dead eyes staring into the darkness. I'm sorry. And then he'll put it in the slot. It opens the slot. And as soon as you do, you hear the grinding of stone, and on the far wall of this small, smoky chamber, a large part of the mortared stone, a panel, swings inward, revealing a darkened space beyond. Let's keep moving. At this point, Lillison and Kiva, you have completed your searches, and you have found two books that you believe relate to Barovia in some way. The first one reads Practices of Animal Husbandry by the Tribes of the Balanok Mountains and the second one reads The Life, Death and Devilish Afterlife of King Dostrin the Hellborn conqueror of the Balanok Mountains. Dostran. I think I'm going to keep this one. And she's going to take it and tuck it away. Um, and then just like scans the rest of the bookshelves and says, very, so very little about Barovia, but quite a bit about other places. I wonder how all of these got here. I mean, if I had to guess, you know, we ain't the first ones who came here. Probably other, others like us uh, brought books and just uh, added them to his collection. Do you think that this is just uh, something of a trophy shelf, then? I mean, I feel like he'd be sick enough to do it, yeah. Esmeralda frowns. It is also possible, Will. From what my people Cicero tell me, and from what we've learned from the elves, that, well, he was a prince from a line of conquerors, yes? It may be that this was some sort of royal library brought here. And wasn't the castle not his before this? Maybe it was from their previous owner. She shrugs. I'm not overly familiar with the history of the castle itself, I'm afraid. I should get it. Uh, I should get going. Yeah, I mean, you got your goat book, and uh, you see Metron just sort of shake his head in confusion as to why Lilith would want a book about goats. Uh, 
Yeah, no, she took a... the other book, the the book about the conqueror. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you took. <laughs> She's still holding took... on to the goat book. Okay. Well, he will still say that, seeing this, how you're holding on to that one and not the other one. Um, yeah, just uh, just press on. Then. Yeah. Uh, yes, I suppose. Um, are we going further into the um, treasury first, or through that door to the heart? Treasury, I think. I'd. Might as well do it while we're here, is my logic. Wait, wait, just to refresh my memory, oh, what, what, what did Rohadin say was in there for us? Uh, magic wait. items. And also spiders, giant spiders. Oh, God, no. I mean, Where you may if I wait out here, you know. It's, uh, yeah, no, by all means. I don't have great luck with the spiders. Hey, at least you, you can't be poisoned for a while. Have you found the second secret door? Yep. We're going through it now. Come on in. Oh, all right. Uh, Lillison hurries to catch up, and uh, as she does, she presses the book about the goats of the Balaknock Mountains into Erythrindir's hands. He smiles, slips it into his pack, having to restrain himself from starting reading it then. Oh, thank you. I've always liked goats. Uh, oh, wonderful. That is all. He will... What's behind secret door number two? You open secret door number two and find beyond it an ancient hall choked with spider webs, broken by a single clear path down its center. At the opposite end, you can see a pair of arched bronze doors of ornate design. The arched ceiling overhead is concealed beneath thick webbing that blocks any sort of sight from penetrating through. I think this is where he said there were some spiders lurking. Yeah, he said there's an easy-to-find secret door behind spiders. In that case, an Erythrindir flicks his wand and lets a firebolt shoot out at the massive webbing. You... I will say you easily burn up a small cross-section of the webbing. It's quite damp in here, so the flame doesn't spread, though. Damn it. You could... Do it for a long time if you'd like, but it'd probably take something more akin to a fireball to properly burn all this up. In that case, we're doing it the old-fashioned way with a machete. Oh, I mean, we could... Can we take one of the torches and just, you know, light the way? It's... It's damp enough that I don't think the flames will spread. You see Metron, who's very much in the back still, uh, does this kind of, like, petulant... Uh, whiny dance uh, you know that kids do when they don't want to do something for fuck's sake as Aerith is going to start cutting his way forward with his short sword trying to find that secret door on the wall and keeping his eyes open in case he's about to be jumped and murdered I will note that according to the map the secret door is not in this room but in the next oh, room oh, apologies. through the in doors that case, let's, let's just open those doors then sorry I misunderstood no worries you open the ornate bronze doors, passing through into the chamber beyond. In here, you can hear the rain and thunder outside, and the air is cold and damp. Veils and curtains of webbing fill the room, making it hard to gauge its width and depth. A single, narrow path leads to the dark center of the room, where a rope dangles from high above. And in the distance, you can hear the sound of a very happy cat uh, making biscuits in a pile of crumply paper. Aww. <laughs> Precious. Kitty! There we go. That's the belfry. 
I'll step inside. <laughs> Were you waiting for an invitation? I'm waiting to make sure I'm not about to be eaten. And he will step inside, looking cautiously for spiders. Make a perception check. Yes, I will. 12. You don't see any spiders. All right. You know what? That's not exactly reassuring, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> so you, can you repeat what's in here? There's a rope going up to the belfry and... Correct. There's a rope going up into the ceiling. It vanishes. You can't actually see the ceiling due to the webbing. And there's just a long, large corridor that's just shrouded in veils of webbing in every direction. This is the room the secret door's in. Yeah, so you think that it's somewhere along the left side wall. All right. Aerith will start. Tap, tap. Oh, yeah. You want to know something fun? I realize the robe has more patches than I thought it did. Oh, no. As he reaches onto it and pulls off a ten-foot pole. Oh, my God. There it is. Yep. Amazing. I didn't see these. They were, on the in they were on the inside lining. And he will start tapping determinedly until he finds the door. Okay. Uh, actually, it does not any longer have... Oh, it doesn't the... have the no. basics? Oh, shoot. No, Never it mind. doesn't have everything. Do you want me to read off to you what it has? I don't, I know what it has. I just... That's okay. Fine. All right. He'll yeah. just start wrapping on the... It seems the 10-foot pole has been already used. It did have the rowboat, and it did have the ladder. That's but... fair. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just start looking for the door then. Okay. Um, are you planning on macheteing your way through the webbing then? Yep. Okay. In that case, I'll need whoever is helming this to make a perception check with advantage if they're being assisted. I will assist. Thank you. I'll be behind Kiva and, or, uh, Ethandir and Lilson. 17. Okay. You take a few minutes to cut through the thick cords of webbing. It's a unpleasant and lengthy experience. Each cord is actually as width around as your pointer finger and stretching several feet from end to end in many places, long drooping veils and shrouds like gossamer, but as thick and strong in some places as corded rope, swinging almost unobtrusively, quietly in the darkness of these corners. However, with some effort and working together and doing your best to avoid any arachnids that may or may not be lurking in the shadows around or overhead, you cut a path, clearing away and stomping the sticky spider webs down into the ground and clearing them to the sides as you lay bare a 10 by 5 foot area on the left side wall of this stone corridor. Wonderful. Working together with Erthredor leading and the others assisting. It's not long before you find a small seam of paneling in the stone on the wall that seems almost strangely wooden by the sound it makes upon knocking. You think you see, you, you, you think that one of the small bits of brick into the side of it might be not quite as strongly mortared as the rest. Perhaps pushing it might do something? I'ma do it. I push it. You do. You hear the grinding and clicking of stone pushing against stone and then wood uh, pushing through the air. And you see a darkened space open on the opposite side. I think we got it. 
Aerith will peer inside. Appear inside you do. This octagonal vault is free of dust and cobwebs. The domed ceiling 40 feet above is painted black and sparkles with a display of stars in unfamiliar constellations. Barely contained within this vault is a square tower, 20 feet on a side and 30 feet high, with arrow slits on all sides and a battlemented roof. What the hell? Why does he have this inside his castle? Maybe he was that paranoid about uh, enemies within the walls? I suppose, but like, that's... You have a... Ah, screw it. I guess that's our treasury, then. That's gonna be a feat to get into. Matriani still have lockpicks and such. Yes? And you hear him call out from the back. Come on in. This is this is the good part. Less spiders, more loot. Right, yeah, uh, Metron scuttles in, and then Sidia gets in, and he's oh, 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 uh, yeah, I got little picks. Uh, and he'll actually, uh, as he's saying that, will start to approach, looking for a place to try and pick a lock. On the far side of this tower, which seems to glint with an adamantine strength. You see a closed adamantine door set into the base on the north side. All around it you see arrow slits looking down from the first floor and the higher floor of the tower looking down into the enclosed space of this dark vault. You look at the door, and you look at your lockpicks, and you look back at the door. There is no handle. There is no lock. Well, uh, this adamantine door does not have any uh, handle or locks. I, um, I'm fuck all out of ideas. I mean, unless someone could get through one of these slits. Any points to the arrow slits? Ellison, you think you could fit your mage hand in there? Well, we'll see. And uh, she summons her mage hand and tries to sort of wiggle it. Uh, you know, sort of sideways through a slit, does it go in? It is small enough that it can fit through a slit, yes. Uh, pressing her eye against the slit, um, what can Lillison see inside? You actually can't. The slit is a bit higher up. It's a good two feet above your head. Like, it's looking down at the area. Can anybody give me a slight boost? Kimity offers to lift Lillison. Thank you. Okay. Peering inside, you can see thousands of coins spread across the floor haphazardly, shimmering different colors, illuminated very faintly in the reflected light of the sunsword gold, silver, bronze, copper. And a few gemstones glinting sapphire, uh, greenish-red light, as well as hanging uh, against one of the walls, leaning against it on the floor, a shield emblazoned with a stylized silver dragon. On the far side of the tower, away from the door, you see an adamantine ladder that vanishes up to the higher floor. 
Say anything? Yes, uh, many things, in fact. Anything that uh, that I would like, or that we would like? Um, there's uh, an awful lot of coins. I can't see everything, and there's a ladder that goes up to, I think, a second story, but I am a little tempted to um, just go inside and gather things and hop back out again. Oh, right, you got that. If you think it's worth it, then yeah, I'm for it. I I can't tell if it's worth it because I actually, well, I can't tell what is or isn't magic once I'm inside. Is, are there air slits on the second floor? There are, and I will say that apparently in accordance with 5e rules, as I just learned, merely touching a magic item will tell you that it's magic. Oh. oh. Hello. That's snazzy. Yeah, it's going to throw a grappling hook up there and climb up to see what's on the second floor. Uh, there's a first floor, a second floor, and battlements on the top. I will hook the hook around the battlements and then climb up to the second floor. Okay, to peer into the second floor when, air yeah. slit? Yep. Okay. You peer in here, and you see a number of adamantine shelves protruding from the walls. Along them you see a number, you see a red velvet sack along one, a jug with strange ceramic patterns across its sides, a beautiful platinum helm with shimmering gems set into its uh, sides and top, a strange black rod with swirling carvings along it, as well as a wooden coffer just across the way near to the top of the ladder. There's another yeah. ladder as well, leading up to a trapdoor in the very top of the battlements. Yeah, some of this stuff looks pretty fancy. I don't know what all of it is, but there's a big platinum helm, some sort of wand, uh, looks, and a wooden box. Don't know what's in there. Hmm. I, I, you think you can get in and out in a minute, Lillison, before your spell runs out? In a minute? Uh... I might be, I, what's Blink's duration? Oh, oh, uh, I was, um, considering a different way in. Oh, shit, what you cut? Uh, yeah, Lillison's gonna cast Misty Step. Work. <laughs> yes! Oh, shit! Twins! You, cool! Twins! You watch as Lillison's form begins to almost melt with greenish, uh, smoke and gas beginning to run off the sides of her body. She exhales, her eyes closing, and her entire form dissipates into a wisping, twisting greenish gas and flows through one of the arrow slits, operating onto the other side and recorporealizing until you see Lillison standing on the opposite side in the center of the dark chamber. That's a new trick. That one's always surprising us, isn't she? She does. Lillison is going to start going around touching things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, Lillison, you're doing the Patrick Star at the convention thing. And. The what? Order, Sorry? Have you not seen that Sundrive episode where he's like, touch? No, you haven't? Just me? All right. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to make you, you cultured eventually. Anyways. Exploring this chamber. The gems and the coins on the lower floor seem to be non-magical. 
but likely quite valuable. Metron would probably enjoy getting his hands on them. The shield with the stylized silver dragon emblazoned upon it gives you a small spark uh, at the touch of your fingers, and as soon as you hold it, you hear whispered warnings in the back of your mind. Look out. The vampire watches. He waits. Be on alert. We will warn you. We will warn you. Lillison's eyes vigilance, widen, vigilance. and she is she is going to pick this shield up and hold it close. The voices quell slightly, but they continue murmuring at the back of your mind. Good, she is watchful. She is watchful. She watches. She waits. Everyone alert. We will know. We will know. We will see. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. How large is this shield? It's you know it's it's a good it's a good sized shield, it's it's not you know except it's not it's not something that you are unable to carry, it's you know probably about the same size of a shield that a knight would use. It's not like a, a spearman's buckler or anything, but it seems eminently usable. Okay, um, lugging this uh, a little awkwardly, Wilson continues to go around and putting her hand on things. Mm-hmm, sure, although I think given your starting proficiency, you're not proficient with shields. Is that correct? Uh, I believe that's correct. Yeah, so it is a little clunky in your hands, but whoever is you holding it, they could probably use it. Uh, So around the rest of this room, there doesn't seem to be anything magical. Would you like to head to the second floor? I would, and it looks like I am, in fact, proficient with shields. I will not tell Uh anybody why, but I am. (laughs) We know why. Second floor! I have a hunch. Second floor, all right. So, stepping up there... Let me just check something real quick. I want to make sure I'm doing this properly. Okay. So. The first thing you find is the red velvet sack. Opening it up, you see a number of valuable-looking pieces of jewelry. You see a gold ring set with bloodstones, a large gold bracelet, a what seems to be a... Um, small gold comb set with red garnets on either side and there seems to be 10 small pieces of value valuables within in total beside it you see again the ceramic jug with the clay like paint zigzag styling down the sides it also gives you a small dull hum as you touch against it the jewelry doesn't seem magical though the helm gives a searing sense of warmth as your fingers brush across its surface, the gems flaring ever so faintly with inner light. The twisted black rod. As you touch it, you hear faint murmurings in the back of your mind. Not clear like the shields, but you feel a sense of swirling murk within. And as you open the... You find the coffer. It seems to have four compartments, each one unlocked. You see within, each one containing a glass bottle, sloshing and swirling with a bright, glittering, reddish liquid that is instantly recognizable to anyone in the adventuring business. Uh, I am not in the adventuring business. None of us are. Well, alas, but it seems magical. Okay. Um, Lillison will take each of these things and sort of gather them up into a little pile on the ground and try to calculate how many of them she can actually carry at once. I mean, none of them are particularly heavy. 
the only awkward one might be the jug, but you could probably tuck everything, assuming you leave the coins behind, you could probably just tuck everything into your pouch or your satchel and just hold the shield somewhat awkwardly. That should do it. Okay, um, and is there a way from here up onto the battlements that I can see? Yes, there is a ladder leading up. There's a closed adamantine trapdoor. All right. Um, is Aerithrandir still around one of these Aerith- uh, arrow slits? He is. He is looking in admiringly. Oh, I, I didn't see you there. Um, would you like some jewelry? I would love some. Here. And she sort of tries to stuff this sack of the ten uh, pieces of jewelry through the arrow slit towards him. <laughs> As he's hanging onto a rope with one hand. Yes. <laughs> he will take the jewelry and sort of like bucket cha- like toss it to the- or hey somebody catch as he throws it to the ground. Uh what's what's he catching? There's a bag of jewelry. Oh yeah, Metrion's on that. Fine. Wonderful. L- Lillison turns and starts climbing up the ladder um and sees if she can get out from here without having to expend another spell slot. You ascend the ladder and push against the trapdoor and see that it has neither a handle nor a lock and it will not budge at your touch. Huh. Kiva can give back spell slots if you need to, like, waste one. Uh, Lillison's going to try briefly pushing it the other way. There's no handle. But, you know, no matter which way you push it, it doesn't seem willing to budge. Well, that would have been nice, but... And she climbs back down the ladder, uh, makes sure that she's got everything, and uh, walks on over to the arrow slit, and uh, tries to see a safe place to land within 30 feet. Easy enough to do. All right, there goes another misty step. There is a bamf of greenish smoke, and Lillicent appears a few inches away from Amity and Metreon. Lillicent unloads everything. Holy shit. (laughs) See, you should have worked in the Thieves Guild with me when I was younger. We could have made a killing. I, uh... I have a funny story to tell you later. Um, but... (laughs) I there, there wasn't even any of um, you know I didn't bring back any of the the coins or the the gems in there. There's plenty more, but I thought these would be more useful for us right now. Yeah, I think we can bother with immense wealth later. This is. I wonder what that helm is. It's beautiful. And very so gaudy. Sorry, just to recap. So you brought the shield. You brought the helm. What else did you bring? A shield, a helm, a jug. Um, a rod and a coffer full of four um, mysterious red liquid mysterious red liquid potions that we certainly don't know what they are at all and jewelry oh the um this and she hefts the shield a little bit uh is whispering um it wants to be very wary of the vampire and uh this she nudges the rod with her toe also seems to have opinions but i can't tell what they are 
I love us and our sentient weapons. Fascinating. DM, can Aerith tell what any of these are? Or is that going to be the sort of thing that just we got to spend a short rest with them? So I would say, given your experience, you immediately recognize the unique shade of the potions as potions of greater healing. Certainly. So you have four potions of greater Ooh. healing. The others... Like that. I will allow an arcana check for the jug. The others you're going to have to work on your own. Jug it is. Twelve. You're not sure what this is. God damn, I don't know what any of these do. Y'all think we should take a minute? If th these are important, then we ought to make sure we know what they are and how to use them before we... I think it can't hurt to try to take as many moments as we can while we have the opportunity, because I don't think he's going to give us many more. Right. right. That's a fair point. Do you want to try to break his heart while we're, he while we're here? And, and then take a rest? How so? We The heart's like two doors oh, down. Oh, break his heart. Literal heart. Yes. No, that's what <laughs> Just reject him. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, was a little, I was getting a little concerned. That's no good plan, Andy. Let's take care of that. Well, I, I'd hate to be the, the person that's, like, you know, argumentative, but I think, what if that triggers him coming to us right away? That's I a don't fair know. point, too. Yeah. I mean, he's going to, I would assume he wants to well guard that. You know, maybe if we have the time right now and we're not getting any, anything hitting us, we just figure out what these things do. Maybe they can even help us. Damn it. No, I think you're right. I mean, that help like uh, just shield talking to Lilithin. I mean, what uh, what wonders these other things might have, you know? Point. All right. Well, y'all want to do that in the in the study where it's warm and pleasant and not full of spiders? Absolutely. Uh, I am a little concerned about anybody wandering in through any of those the doors leading in that place. Point. This is more secure. Alright, I, mean, I guess we can bow to security. Yeah, I mean, we could barricade the doors and uh, study it out. True, but there's three different entrances. Yeah, fair One point. here. Everyone's making good points, let's just do it here then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, do you have another firebolt? Can you, like, restart the fireplace? Oh, yeah, for sure. Great. Oh, God. As a DM, I know what these are, and I'm vibrating. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who? Question. Yeah, Amity, Amity uh, yeah, MVP. Host. Okay, yep. DM a question. Does okay. it take us an hour to, uh, to to figure out what an item is and then another hour to attune to it? Or is Correct. part of the... You're going to need two short rests. Fuck. Per attunement item. Some items might not require attunement, but those that do will require an additional short rest. Well, then let's... Barricade Shall the fucking we... door. Shall we each pick something to sit with? Yeah, I... Hmm. Metreon, Amity, why don't one of y'all take the helmet? It suits your color, and I feel like... And the rest of us have all gotten magic shit. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, sure. Uh, Amity looks at Metreon like... Did you struggle? Like, who, who you want to shoot, you know? Either way. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I can go around your horns, that's fine. Uh, oh, Matt, they're magic items. They do that. They shift to fit. Oh. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm not getting used to that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, maybe we should figure out what it does first, and you know, 
All right, I'll, I'll, I'll just rest with it first, and then when we figure out what it does, that determines who gets it, I guess. All right. <laughs> We're going to break the record for more short rest taken in Castle Ravenloft, and it's going to be fucking great. It's really pretty you forgiving, I'm not, not going to lie. going to beat my party, sadly. How I many did they, they take? Oh, I might have to check. Was it over ten? Okay, it was not over ten. Ten hours is a long time. Fair. Yep. Well, all right. So short rest. Are you like actually barricading the door? Or are you just closing it? What's going on here? And are you staying in the same anything, room as the tower? I don't think we have anything to barricade it with. Oh, did you lose your rowboat? Yes. Do you have anything? <laughs> on the, do you have another patch there? And we're still sensitive about it. I have. I have a pit, two dogs, a horse, and an iron door. Well, maybe put the pit in front of the door and then, Wait, you know. wait, hold on. We could have put the iron door into the fortress. It doesn't work that way. It's got Yeah, that's not how that works. Okay, no. it's just a door? No, it's just a door. So nothing we... applicable. I guess we could use the door to barricade the other door, but that just seems silly. Yeah, that's or could you, you, you could put the hole in front of the door and just have like a whole like... Um, moment. I'm gonna save it. I'll, we'll just spread out around the room and get ready to murder anything. We'll just that put comes our backs against the door and then do. Yeah, this. that works. Yeah. Okay. We should be able to hear if the fire gets extinguished. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Good plan. I mean, if anything, you know, if, if Strahd wants us, he could just zip through the walls and kill us here. Then need no door. Well, listen starts handing out magic items for people to hold. Um, she's All right, who wants the... what? I'll take the jug. The jug sounds fun. Kiva will take whatever is handed to her. Uh, well, listen looks at the shield and then looks at Kiva and then looks at the shield again. And uh, she says, Here, but if you don't want it, I would like it. And she hands it to her. I mean, if you want to just take it now, I I have a shield. She hesitates and then nods gratefully and gives her the rod instead. Kiva looks um, <laughs> excited, but also like she's never used one of those before, so she's going to have fun trying to figure this one out. <laughs> I'm just going to okay. let that pass. Yeah, same. So, Kiva has That wasn't the... what I meant it to sound like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. It was a yeah, spellcaster sure. thing. Oh, come on. Uh, you'll know what okay. I'm actually using innuendo. So, so who had the helm? Uh, Amity I believe did. Amity did. Yeah. Amity, okay. Yep, 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 and yep, yep, Aerithrodir yep. has the jug. Yep. And uh, who has the shield? Is that Lilson for now? Lilson. Okay. All right, and you're taking a short rest here to attempt to identify these things? Yes. All right. So, you begin your short rest attempting to uncover the secrets of the items that you've bestowed, experimenting with them, meditating on them, reflecting on their properties, or just generally attempting to observe any traits that they appear to exhibit. After... Well, let's see. Fifteen minutes go by, thirty minutes as you studiously inspect and attempt to decipher whatever these properties may be, occasionally glancing at the walls nervously as though Strahd may be lurking behind them at this very moment. And as you do, 
there suddenly comes a peal of thunder, followed by the flapping of tiny black wings. At a sudden, you hear the screaming of gusts of wind on the far side of the door. Who's nearest to it? I think Metreon and Nareth have their backs to it, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. All right, I'll need the both of you to make strength checks, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, right, the right members of the yeah, party to put absolutely. on this job. Definitely. Definitely. We're the winner. Strength guy. Okay. Oh, that's a 12. It's a 5. Fortunately, a 12 was all you needed. <gasps> you hear the sound of the chittering of dozens and dozens of bats, the flapping of wings, turn to anger as you hear the swarm flapping on the opposite side of the door, lingering for a few moments before slowly receding, dissipating into the darkness as the thunder rumbles distantly. And I'll say that that 5-2 was just Metreon getting spooked at the sound of the thunder and the bats and him just, like, jumping away from the door. Oh, exactly. You, you just did, like, a Scooby-Doo move. Exactly. Jumping into Kiva's arms, I presume. Yes. Or, you know, Ismark's. <laughs> that also works. Jesus. All right. That would... Amity, you mind sitting with me? I think we might need someone stronger to keep this propped up, and it's not me. Uh, yeah, Amity walks over there and sits against the door. God bless, darling. Kiva will join Amity over there. Woo! Gang. Okay. Thankfully, with Amity and Kiva now guarding the door, well... The remainder of the party and themselves continue to inspect these items. Your short rest comes to a close, and you identify the properties of the items that you now bear. Lillison, you appear to be holding a plus two shield of the silver dragon. It whispers constantly, while held by its bearer, granting a plus two bonus to their initiative rolls, as well as a plus two bonus to their AC. It does not require attunement. Nice. Kiva, the strange rod that you've acquired seems to have a strange void of energy within it that seems to violently reverberate dissonantly with your own. It certainly does not seem amenable to you, but you recall feeling this magic have an echo of resonance whenever Metreon has called upon the power that he wields. As celestial and radiant as it may be, there is a depth to it, a an eldritch nature to it that you think would resonate well with this rod. This is a plus one rod of the Pact Keeper that can Kiva, be used to regain warlock spell slots if attuned to by a warlock. Kiva's gonna hand that right away to Metreon. What the hell am I supposed to do with this? It helps you and and the type of magic that you use. It it feels like it does when I when I see you cast spells. Oh, well, well, this wasn't the kind of rod I was hoping for, but I'll take it. See, no, no one? Really? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Next up, Erthrandir. Inspecting the jug, around two-thirds of the way through it, you're pretty certain that you recognize what this is. You've saw it once before many years ago, something very much like it. But by the end of the hour, you're sure. This is an alchemy jug, and it can be used to produce different kinds of liquids, be they acids, poisons, beer, honey, oil, and so on. You have very vivid memories 
whether they're good or not depends on your taste towards this particular cuisine. Bad. Uh, sandwiches with mayonnaise made from this jug. Bad. The answer is bad. It was great mayonnaise, at least everyone else thought so, but you didn't really agree. He objects to the notion of mayonnaise. That is understandable, but nonetheless, the power is in your hands. This is You've been cursed with this ability. It does not require attunement, though. God help us. Does that mean we can have, like, wine now? Wait, 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 what? Again? Yeah. You're presuming Aerith tells you about this. Okay. Oh. Yes, but Aerith Rodeer knows that you can use an action and name wine to cause it to produce one gallon of wine. Aerith is going and to you can do that once per day. put this in his pack. Mm -hmm. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. And finally, Amity. You feel the whisperings of not only the spirits that always follow you, but also some inner light within the helm that you are inspecting. You look upon it, you see the half dozen diamonds, five rubies, almost two dozen fire opals, and almost as many opals that glitter with brilliance atop its surface. You are almost entranced by it as you feel your gaze sinking deeper and deeper into the luminescence of its beautiful form. And by the end of the hour, you realize that this is a helm of brilliance. It requires attunement. And you can use an action while wearing it to pry one of the gems forth, to use them to cast a spell. Opal for the spell of daylight, the fire opal for the spell of fireball, diamond for the spell of prismatic spray, and the ruby for the spell wall of fire. In addition, while it has diamonds, you can actually see that once attuned, it would constantly emit dim light, you think, harming undead within its radius and providing protection from the rubies within it against fire damage. Within the fire opals, you can cause weapons that you bear to burst into flames for a period of time as long as you bear the weapon. But there is a drawback. Should you ever take fire damage and fail to protect yourself from it, there's a small chance that the helm might be destroyed, causing every other creature within a large radius of you to be seared by the brilliance as every gem is disintegrated, releasing its power at once. Wow. Uh, Amini is sort of um, in awe at this, sort of turning it around in her hands. How many of, of the types of gems... So there, are six, so there are six diamonds, five six rubies. castings of prismatic spray. Uh, it's actually, yes, prismatic spray, you're right. So six diamonds, five rubies, 20 fire opals, and 17 opals. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jeez. My Strahd must die at a night party got this. It was a bad time. For them or for Strahd? This is oh, going to be fucking brilliant. So, so that's 20 fireballs. Yes, that's correct. 20. Just warn me 20 before you start. Same t yeah, and I can use them all in one turn. Uh, uh, no, it's part. an action yeah. per gem. <laughs> no, 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 that's Please not how it works. That's uh, 20 fireballs. <laughs> well, I mean, you can release 20 fireballs if you set yourself on fire and roll a one. Then you right. get to use them all at once. Nice. Yeah, that's that's go. optimal. I like Please. it. It's a little oh, mushroom cloud. Worth it. Please warn me before you do anything fire-related. <laughs> oh um, my god. 
Amity becomes destroyer of worlds. As she I mean, always basically, was. Basically. I mean, frankly, with the Rahadibic, you've earned this. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Amity turns to the rest of the party and points to each of the fire opals very gingerly, and she's like, uh, I think each of these can is, is like storing a fireball. Willison moves away. Kiva just looks at Amity with like love and appreciation and excitement and utter terror all at once. <laughs> Amity, I have a horrible question. What are the Ask diamonds? Him. Um, the, the, they're sort of well, they're making it uh, emit light, or at least um, if someone attunes to it, I guess it'll emit light. Actually, uh, does that require attunement for it to emit light, or is that just a passive? It's always I'm gonna... a flashlight. I mean, it, it technically, I think it's always emitting dim light at the moment. But I'm going to say for the sake of, of sense that it's only going to work when it's attuned. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's it's going to be like, a, uh, you know, nowhere near as much as the sun sword, but still it should burn some undead a little bit. Um, or it can cast... Um, it's weird. It, like, shoots out a rainbow of colors. Uh, uh, color spray? Um... Like the one that blinds people? <laughs> Does attuning to an item just tell you the name of magic spells? No, I'll describe it. So, no, it's like it shoots out seven different, uh, or yeah, seven different colored beams, and it was like fire, acid, co poison, lightning, cold, bunch of different beams of people. Earth is just slack jawed. Yeah, it seems pretty powerful, right? That's prismatic spray. That's a seventh level spell. Wow. That's good, right? Yeah. That's... Be careful. On the other hand, if you use it on Strahd, I'm not too fucking opposed, by all means, but holy shit! Well... I am very curious to see how that's going to fit over the horns. DM. If you, if you want it. Uh, DM, uh, how much, uh, yes. and what is the, the breakdown of this jewelry that uh, Lillison gave me? The jewelry is, it, it's a number of different pieces of value. Just for the sake of expedition, it is 10 pieces of jewelry, each one worth 250 gold pieces. Love it. Thank you. They're a little bit dusty, but with some polishing and cleanup, they could easily fetch a high price on the market a piece. I'm into it. Is there a ring in there for, like, no reason? There is indeed a ring. There is a... Oh, I just put this away. Let me pull it back up. As I flip through my DMG treasure table. There is a gold ring set with bloodstones. Uh... Kiva's gonna just mosey on over to Metreon and just like, you know, if if there's one that you could spare the ring for, you know, just uh you know Oh yeah, you want you want this one? Yeah, if you know if it's not a big deal or anything, no, it's just sort of like puffing her chest out <laughs> like <laughs> He'll uh, kind of extend it to her. And then when she reaches for it, he'll snatch it back. Kiva looks a little uh Dejected, but holds firm. <laughs> He'll start to inch it towards her again. 
She's not gonna make a move. She's a proud woman. He's he's wiggling in front of her. She'll try to snatch it. Uh, he's not. <laughs> he snatches <laughs> it back. <laughs> she just sort of like huffs and is like, "All right, later then. Fine." Yeah, well, uh, when you give me back me, uh, my headband, we'll trade. She just casts a not-so-subtle glance at Esmeralda and then just, like, is like, yeah, sure, whatever, fine. Let's just keep moving. We have things to do. So, if you would like, there are two items that you have found that would require attunement if you wish to use them. Um... Would anyone like to attune to them? Also, I believe you still have the um, thigh bone that you found, the magical thigh bone from the catacombs. I'm not sure if anyone's identified that yet. No, I don't think we have, actually. We have not, which means I don't Can think maybe, like, Esmeralda identify it? Since, you know, she... Yeah, if you'd like, retroactively, we could yeah. have... Uh, since Petro yeah. wasn't attuning anything, he could just attune to that. Or not attune to it, but identify it. Yeah, what did she say it is? All right, so you learn over the course of the hour that this is a St. Markovia's thigh bone, obviously. And when you hit a fiend or an undead with, undead with this weapon, it takes an additional 2d6 radiant damage. If, it has, if it's sufficiently weak, there's a substantial chance, if it fails in a saving throw, that it is destroyed. On a successful save, it becomes frightened of you. And while you hold it, it sheds bright light and dim light around it. And if it scores one or more hits against a vampire or vampire spawn in the course of a single battle, it will crumble into dust when the battle concludes as St. Markovia's spirit returns to her rest at peace. Do, do we want Ez to have it? Do we want Ismark to have it? One of the two of them, I think, it's best two, to yeah. give, yeah. Yeah. Esmeralda will decline as she has her magic weapons, and this is not a light weapon. This is right. a mace. Great. Hey, Ismark, you mind if we slap you in armor and then hand you a fucking thigh bone? <laughs> Ismark looks at the thigh bone. Sure, this day is strange enough. I don't see why not. <laughs> Woo! Wonderful. So Almost. in the in the hour that we're doing short rest, can we use hit dice for those of us who are not attuning to things? Yes, absolutely. Great. Wilson looks at all her stuff, and uh, then she pulls out the wand of secret finding from before, and... Uh, looks around and just says I'm not certain that this is going to be of very much use now that we have so many of the secrets uh, and traps, just knowledge of them, but do you think one of you should take this and start using it as we keep going? What is it again? It's um, it's a wand that you can use to detect traps. I think. Whoever leads, maybe should take it with them. I mean, maybe Randy, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds sensible. Strap it on. Thanks, Lawson. I've been needing a new wand anyway. The old one's getting a little weather worn. He will. Thank you. All right, you get a wand of secrets. Is this what it feels like to actually have magic items? This is weird. Alright, and I guess we... So, I guess if you'd like to take another short rest to a tune. Electric Boogaloo. Yep. <laughs> Alright. 
Um, you who's take attuning your to the shield? If it anyone? does not require attunement. Oh, that doesn't roll. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Nope, you just gotta hold it. Lillison seems inclined to hold on to the shield. Works for me. Agreed. And do it. Alrighty then, so... Over the course of the next hour, you begin the course of attunement, Amity to the helm, Metreon to the rod, and Ismark, the thigh bone, as he looks at it very oddly. Around halfway through your rest, Kiva and Amity, from your place by the closed door, you hear the sound of a strange skittering, scrabbling, scratching, almost like fingernails against stone on the far side of the door, insistently scraping against the stone. Um, Kiva is going to use her... It sounds like someone scratching on the other side of the door, or something. You're not sure. Give me a perception check. I was going to say, Kiva's going to might use her defined sense and see if it's... Because if it's like a celestial fiend or undead or any other being, she can, uh... She can figure out what it is. I think that's only if it's not behind cover, right? Yeah, you're right. I should read. I'm going to do a perception check. <laughs> All good. Yeah, go for the perception check. Let's see what you got. Uh, not great. It's a nine. A nine. It's... You're not sure. It just sounds like a strange scratching sound. And also for those attuning, I will be dropping magic items onto your character sheets. So thank you. Oh, work. Okay. Thank you. Bless. Very good. Kiva continues to just listen. She sort of tilts her body, keeping her weight as much as possible against the door, but presses her ear closer just to keep listening. All right, it continues insistently for another three, four, five minutes, and then slowly fades. You hear the sound of skittering grow quieter and then vanish into the silence. Poor Thunder booms again in the distance. Kiva waits until, you know, just to see if people are, uh, looks around the room to see how the attuning process is going, um, but does give a, a, a sort of look over to Ez and just, like, we might want to get moving soon. Sounds like things are getting a, restless. She gives a nod. I think I agree. We don't want to stick too long in any one place. So this room is more defensible than most. If we are not careful, it could also become a tomb. So, I agree. And question, who is holding the... Uh, the potions of greater healing? Who would like those? There are four of them in total. Do we want to break them up, or do we? That's well, what I'm let's, thinking. Let's yeah. Party, those of us who don't have inbuilt healing capabilities. All right. So who's getting them? That'll be Lilison, Metreon, Amity, Aerith. If Kiva's okay I, with that. I think Kiva should get one. Yeah, because she's going to be okay. front line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, as okay. long as you guys are okay. I mean, I, I have cure I'm wounds. I'm fine. Stuff, so, okay. I am so fine. All right. Yeah. It's just we'll right. happily take one. All yeah. right. So everyone except Aerith then. Yep. Cool. All right. I will drop those onto your character sheets. And as I do that, you. your short rest comes to an end and your attunement snaps into place. Lil, please tell me you have like an armor class that's above like three and a half now, right? Oh, it's at uh, 17 now. Incredible! You got, just to confirm, you got plus four from that, right? Plus four? Yeah, it's a, it's plus, a plus two, two shield. shield. Okay, now it's at 19. Woo! Nice! Oh my god. <laughs> Highest in the party. 
Not that it's going to help against a fireball, but... I I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright. God. Well. I cannot believe we are... We never got attacked. I mean, we did, but... Don't say it. Don't jinx it. Let's just keep, uh, keep on keeping on, yeah? Yeah. Let's roll. I will say, though, this is the most well-balanced magical item party I think I've seen in a while. Like, we all have stuff that is so good for us individually. Oh, I'm excited. It means I get to take the gloves off. The gloves were on? The gloves were on? (laughs) What gloves? (laughs) You mean the boxing gloves full of pennies? Those gloves? Oh, yeah, those gloves. Oh, sorry, no, they're actually full of lead. Wonderful. Careful about the lead poisoning. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's go to the heart, gang. Let's die. We. <laughs> All right. So the door creaks open, revealing the spider-webbed belfry on the opposite side. There doesn't seem to be anything nefarious waiting for you in the darkness. Progress. Head back to the study. Then progress you shall. Stepping through the hidden chambers, leaving the webbed walls and corridors behind, and ducking to fit through the hidden panel on the back of the hearth to emerge once more into the now darkened study. But as you do, you notice that, as mentioned, the helm that Amity wears, which, by the way, has reshaped itself to allow her horns to protrude through, is now exuding a flickering aura of dim, radiant light wherever she goes. Actually, no, it doesn't, because it's it's not constant. It's only when undead are within that area. That's good. It's like a little, like, a... Well, Akiva looks undead, so, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, But it actually is not currently active. I was wrong. Lillison is so vindicated. (laughs) (laughs) She got out of that one on a technicality. Yep. Very tight technicality, but we'll take it. So, you are back to the study. There is a door, you believe, leading to the tower. Would you like to pass through? Yeah. Okay. Let me just check something very briefly. Okay. You step forth, opening the door and peering on the way through to see what lies on the opposite side. And see before you a short corridor, ten feet long, that ends at an intersection. One way leading to the left, the other leading to the right. Which way does our map tell us is the right way? It says the tower is to the right. If you'd like, you could peer down the corridors to see more specifically what lies there. Yes, please. Okay. You make your way down the corridor and peer first to the left, then to the right. To the left, you see dark alcoves lining the walls of a long hall. The ceiling has fallen here, leaving rubble strewn across the floor. Overhead, the beams of Ravenloft's very roof are exposed, lightning from the dark clouds above sporadically illuminating the hall, lighting the faces of life-sized human statues in the alcoves. Each visage is frozen in terror.
don't like that. Uh, guys, keep an eye on those statues. I don't want them to... We've had bad luck with them so far. To the right side, you see a stone landing. Stairs leading up and down. The On the right side, stairs leading down, and on the left side, a landing continuing around the edge of this large, round, hollow tower before a staircase picks back up on the opposite side, just beside an open archway that leads out to the walls of the exterior keep. I think that's her ticket. We'll proceed. And proceed you do. Alright, watch out. We were told the tower lives and shakes. Oh, shit. Good memory. Alright. Yeah, let's, let's be careful. Keep your balance about you, everyone. Maybe keep hold of the walls. Mm-hmm. One by one, moving carefully, watching quietly, you step forward out onto the semicircular landing that extends across this third floor space. To your left, as you pass, edging close to the wall, you see a door leading to a ten-foot-wide walkway that expands out along the parapets of the keep. Outside, you can hear the drizzle of rain, the occasional clap of thunder, a stroke of lightning that splits the sky. As you continue on, you see the stairs leading up. And as you first step onto the spiral staircase, a reddish light flares high overhead and then settles into a dull, pulsing red glow. You can now see the full immensity of this tower, the spiral staircase circling up to its full height. The tower, 60 feet wide at its base, becomes narrower as it climbs, and at the pinnacle of the hollow tower, a large crystal heart pulsates with red light. Above it, the stairs continue upward. How far above us is it, DM? From here, it's approximately... Uh, let me do some rough math. It's up... I think it's 100 feet, but let me double check. Yes, it's 100 feet up. Earth looks at the others. So, do we want to get close, or those of us with range want to see if we can make a den in it from here? I would I mean, like everyone to roll initiative, please. Uh, He's got them fireballs. Just make right. it a 20 roll for me. Dexterity okay. check. Sure. Dexterity check? Yes, a straightforward dexterity check. 20! 15. 21. 17. Remember to add jack of all trades. This is an initiative. Uh, oh, true. Uh, I guess... It's 8, then? 8, yeah. Oh, wait, if it's initiative, it's uh, 23 for me. Is it initiative? It is. Lillison has fashion. the bonus, right? Oh, you yeah. have a plus two, right. If it's initiative, that's a 23. Tied! Lovely. Okay. So, and I'll roll for the others as well, though. Alright, so for Esmeralda, that'll be a 17... For Irina, that'll be a 14. And for Isbark, that'll be an 11. Alright. 
So are the group of you making your way up or just hanging on the stairs for now, looking up? I mean, I think I it's better to... to just get it done, right? Well, I mean, so Amity has, like, fireballs she can throw if we want to just go that route. Yeah, you want to just throw fireballs at it until it's dead? Uh, I only have 20 of them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the scarcity. I, I mean, firebolt also, right? Doesn't yeah. use up a gem. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with... I'm fine with throwing cantrips at it. I mean, with all due respect, I feel like the sooner we get this thing shattered, the sooner, you know... No, that's quick, fair. Let's, yeah, let's it, get, this let's thing get is supposed to come alive. We don't yeah. want to... Yeah, exactly. Let's get out there and deal with it. Do okay, what's everyone's marching there? order? Just to confirm again, it was Erythrindir... We then... set one when we came into the castle. We should... Yes, this... Uh, this is true. I can look back. Let's... Hold on. Yeah. Uh, it's Erythrin Ez at the front, Amity Ismark, Kiva, Irena, Lelison, Davian, Metreon. Yes. Excellent, thank you. And twos. Alrighty. Alright, we'll put Lilison next to Metreon because Davian is a bird at the moment. Sure. Oh. And what were you saying, okay. Wilson? Um, I don't think we should get all the way up close to it, just in case, um... Something happens that make us makes us fall all the way down. I see these don't have any railings. Indeed, they don't. Yeah. As soon as you say this, the tower suddenly shakes. The earth trembling, rolling, and pitching below you as it sways from side to side like an awakened creature. I will need everyone, specifically by everyone, I mean Erythrindir, Esmeralda, Amity, Ismark, uh, and Kiva. Are you still on the stairs or are you on the landing? Uh, wherever Irina is, I'm right next to her. So if she's on the stairs, then I'm on the stairs. I'd say Irina's on the landing right now. Okay. All right, so that'll be Erythrindir, Esmeralda, Amity, and... Is Mark to make dexterity saving throws? Oh boy. 16. 14. And let's see how Esmeralda and Ismark do. Two fives. Oh no. Oh my. As the tower shakes, Amity and Erythrinder, you fling yourselves against the wall, but as you do, you hear yelps as Ismark's eyes goes wide, as Esmeralda struggles to reach and catch him, and then slips on a pool of water beneath her feet. You watch as the two of them go tumbling, flailing into the darkness below. Erith yelps a spell and casts Featherfall. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And Featherfall they do as all around them twinkling black motes of light glinting with a blood-red shine, appear pushing up against, straining their falling forms, and they slowly begin to drift down instead of plummeting to their doom. <sighs> okay, so fireballs up the stairs, I think, is the best option, not climbing them. Everyone down on the landing, maybe? Sounds nice. Kiva like makes that idea. Room. Yeah, Kiva makes room. She's also um, panicking and freaking the fuck out, so... <laughs> Is Mark's going to holler up? Would any of you happen to have a rope, please? Yes. Uh, she is going to unspool 50 feet of rope and hope it's enough. It should be enough. They have not fallen very far yet, thanks to the spell. Um, Esmer Esmeralda and Ismar clamber on, and I'd say with the rest of you acting as a counterbalance, they are able to climb their way back up. 
Well then. Are we Yikes. still negative? For the moment, yes. The tower okay. is still very occasionally rolling, or you think it's about to do it again. Okay. But you feel that as long as you're not on the stairs, it's a little more stable. Is there a place that we can stand? Like, there's doorways here. Like, right outside the doorway we can came in, just, like, crane our neck. Yes, there, there is, in fact, there's the doorway you came in. There's also a doorway leading out onto the parapets. There are two doorways leading out onto the parapets of the keep. Um, however, given the staircase, it's pretty difficult to see the heart from there. You'd actually have to stand on the landing. That's but you could fair. kind of duck in and do something and then run back. It's it's, it's a little <laughs> weird, but you could certainly try that. The coward's way the, out. The heart, have... the heart has a bit of a rhythm to it, so if you wanted to try that, you could. Well, shall or we? Davian could fly one of us up there and just pelt it while we're up there, too. If we don't want to waste the gems. Davian gives you a slightly offended look in bird form, and in the back of your mind you hear, Alright, look, I'm perfectly glad if need be to, fair, to catch someone who's fallen or fairy, whatever you need up in the air, but I prefer not to throw my back out earlier than I need to, alright? If you got long-distance right, shooty stuff, man. then you can do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it, you're Respect old. your elders, young lass. Yep. How old are you exactly? Because I might be older. He, op he opens his beak and then closes it, clacking it a few times, looking severely annoyed. <laughs> Kiva gives a smug smirk at Erthrandir. Yeah, I think I'm even. Me too. <laughs> Elf age. Elf ears don't count. It's like dog ears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like the reverse of that. I don't know. I'm not an elf expert. I'm just delaying us going anywhere near the steps again, yep. honestly, because I'm terrified. <laughs> Eric's gonna try a trial bolt, where he steps onto the landing, throws up a firebolt, steps quickly back. Okay. Is that okay? Give me a roll to hit, please. And I'm assuming you all are kind of pulling back onto the uh, keep uh, walls, the parapets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 14. A 14. It splashes across the side of it and then dissipates harmlessly. It seems it wasn't quite, quite enough a powerful blow to... Uh, break the surface or cause any real damage. Damn it. What's the range on Fireball? 150 feet. Oh, you want to try throwing one of them up, Emily? Is, is that even how you break magic items? Um, I guess. Yeah. I feel I, like my fire, fire, my firebolt didn't do My firebolt didn't do much. Lilithan's going to try an acid splash. I don't think the heart can make a dexterity saving throw. It cannot. Roll some damage. Uh, 12 damage. Okay. The acid spreads across the crystal, and then you watch as it begins hissing, steaming, as the acid starts actually eating away at the crystalline structure of the heart. As you do, you hear distant from the heart itself a roaring scream that causes the entire tower to shake, trembling as if some massive beast has been injured, wounded. Can I have time to throw up a and couple... Eldred's Blast, seeing that this is working. Let's take a look at initiative real quick. Okay. We need to just check something. So I think that would need to be a distant spell, Ashid Splash, because the range is only 60 feet. Are we more than 60 feet away from it? Yes, you're 100 feet away. Oh. Uh, 
yeah, in order to not um, not have to walk back too far, and especially because I don't think I want to run up 40 feet worth of stairs, uh, I'll just make that distant. All right, very good. And yes, uh, Metron, if you'd like to throw up some Eldritch Blasts as well, you certainly may. Uh, so it's going to be 14 points of force damage, and then... Jeez. What is going on here? I'll just blast. Hold on. It's being funky. All good. Uh, and then an additional 14 points of force damage. An additional 14. All right. Uh, although, actually, what was the to hit on that? Uh, 13. 13 on that the first one, hit. and then... Oh, 13 on the first one? one? No, th- uh, thir- uh, it's 24 on the first one, 13 on the second one. All right, the 24 will hit, the 13 will not. Okay. So you'll deal 14 damage as one of them splashes harmlessly across the side, the other one punctures right through the center of the heart, splitting it, searing it with radiant crystalline energy. So we and just keep doing that, right? Well, if Arthur would like uh, to do something, he may. I, I did. I did the fireball. All right. In that case... There's a moment of pause, and then as this scream of the heart echoes through the tower, you watch as ten whirling, dark, long, slender shapes begin to pierce their way through the air, down directly toward you. I will need everyone to actually roll initiative using their same initiatives, but we're entering combat. Party. Woo! Yay! Oh, I love these things. When you say using the same initiatives, are you just using the same initiatives, or are we re-rolling? Yes. So I'm going to add everyone to combat, and if you wouldn't, and I'll set yourselves onto this. It'll okay. be a little wonky, but we'll make it work. Uh, please move yourselves uh, where you think that your token should be. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, reasonable. Uh, I'd probably be behind Lillison. Oh no. We're going to take a look at. That was quite low. So. Put that down. And then. Alrighty. Kiva, you're up first. As you see these ten whirling halberds flying through the air, streaking toward Erthrandir, Lilithin, and Metreon. What would you like to do? Um, okay, so I thought they were like ghosts or spirits, not fucking weapons. That's annoying. Nope, um, they're weapons. Okay, great. Uh, hmm. Who's directly closest to her? Erthrandir, Metreon, and Amity? Or Lilithin? Uh, whoever's closest to you is whoever's closest to you. Oh, on the map. Okay, sorry. Yep. Um, all right. He was just going to try to uh, hold up the shields with one hand and, I guess, swing with the sun sword and try to knock a few of them they off are, course. None of them are adjacent to you yet. Oh, okay. You can ready in action if you'd like to try to defend someone. Yeah. As soon as they get within her range, she'll try to knock as many of them away as she can. All right. That's a ready to action then. Next up, Lillison. Lillison is going to uh, watch these things come alive with horror and uh, 
send a, I guess send an acid splash towards the two closest to her. Okay. That's so, going to be two uh, deck saves, right? Two deck saves. Alrighty, can do. Let's see how they do. Uh, first one, top one fails, bottom one succeeds. Alright, the first one takes four acid damage, which is a very small amount, but that's okay. Alright, four damage it'll take. Um, do I know who looks like they might be going next? From your experience, probably Metreon and Esmeralda. Okay, uh, Lillison sort of elbows Ez and uh, points at the one closest to her and says, there's a... A, a bit of a patch of rust uh, near the haft. She nods and readies her weapons. Metreon, you're up. Uh, so yeah, I will blast. Uh, I'll bla send one elders blast. Uh, each of the uh, weird halberds that are flying towards us. So the first two that are closest to us. Alrighty. Uh, so roll to hit. Uh, 24. 24. Uh, so be 12 points of force damage. This is the uh, two that are close to you? Yeah, so this, this uh, one roll with one that's closest to me. Huh? Do you, you'd have to roll with disadvantage because you have a hostile enemy with, next to you for both of these. Huh? Oh, okay. Yep. Ranged attacks. 18. All right, an 18 will hit. And the second one? Uh, knowing that now, <laughs> uh, uh -huh. I will shoot the one that's right behind it. Okay, it still is with disadvantage. All right, then I'll shoot the one that's lower, beneath it. Alrighty. Uh, 14. Unfortunately, 14 will not hit as it whirls away. But the first one that you hit, dealing the 10, the 10 damage to, that one... No, I, do, is, I did 12 to it. Ah, 12. Okay, that one is looking very beat up. Like the half is kind of dangling almost very faintly from the actual blade. It's looking pretty injured as much as an animated halberd can. Party. Um, and then uh, if I moved out of the way, would that count as like moving out of melee or? Because yes, it's floating. Okay, all right. It's adjacent to you. All right, that's done. Uh, that's my turn. Alrighty then. That's your turn. Next up, we've got Esmeralda, who is going to step between Lillison and Kiva, and she's going to fire off a firebolt at the one that... that Lillison pointed out the one that was somewhat damaged, right? Correct. Alright, she's going to aim her firebolt at the rust with advantage. That's going to be a 15 to hit, which will hit, dealing 14 points of fire damage, burning it up. So ends her turn. Next up is Erthrandir. Question. At mechanically, what number are the halberds going on? Uh, they seem to be pretty slow. I. They're gonna, yeah, but like normally I they're would gonna have be access to this. They're going to be going last. Oh, in that case, she's just going to fireball one. Alrighty, take your pick. What means I'm fireballing the uh, one jutting out on this side. 
Alright, give me a roll. Eight. No dice. Fortunately not, it twists bizarrely through the air, avoiding the bolt of flame. Alrighty. That's my turn. I'm gonna I'm gonna step backward so I'm not right by the edge. That's probably reasonable. Are you still on the stairs, by the way? Esmeralda yes. is stepping off of the stairs. I regrettably am still on the stairs. Okay. And Kiva, you're staying on the stairs next to Arthur and Amity? Just to confirm. Um yeah. Okay. With that, it is Irina's turn. She's going to take out her crossbow and fire off a bolt at one of the halberds near to her. Unfortunately missing, as it deflects off the side of one of the blades. Alright, with that, I will need Kiva, Amity, and Erthrandir to give me dexterity saving throws, please, as they find themselves standing on the staircase as the tower pitches and shakes. If you insist. Oh, but I do. 18. 12. That'll do. You're a little unsettled, Kiva, most of all, but you manage to just barely keep your footing. Oh, Kiva, there's a moment where you're like, up, 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 looking down at the moment, up, 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 going back, and you manage to keep yourself up. Incredible. Alrighty. So, that is that. Ismark is up. He is going to step beside Irina and use his heavy crossbow to take a shot as well. Unfortunately missing, because, man, he's rolling low. Alright. Amity, you're up. Excellent. Um, these... Well, these are all grouped together, right? There's no big vertical displacements? That's correct. They're basically all Great. traveling in a cloud. How would they like to experience a third level shatter? Ooh, because they all have disadvantage because they're inorganic. Nice. Unless they're secretly made of flesh. Mm. Yes. Mm, flesh halberds. So they all need to make <laughs> a constitution saving throw. DC is 17. That's pretty spicy. Let's see how they do. That is... All of them failed except for two. With disadvantage. They take... Oh, with, yeah, disadvantage. with disadvantage. Because yeah. they're made of inorganic material. Let me just roll it again. Uh, I think of them... One of the ones who succeeded... Uh, succeeded the second time. Rolling a 17. Cool. Awesome, awesome. So, they take 24... Uh, is it thunder? Thunder damage. And the one who succeeded takes 12 thunder damage. They are Dude. deleted. Dude! And that's the one that succeeded. Bye bye now! <laughs> and to end my turn, I'll move out of the tower. I don't know if that's actually location on the map, but I like, just yep, tuck myself back that. in the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can move through the door if you'd like. It's right there on the map. Uh, cool. I think map. So moving down uh, toward Lilith. that I'm not allowed to move in various places, but uh, oh, I'm. Oh, let me I'm let over me fix there. that for you. Yeah. There we go. You should be able to move now. Danke. Very nice. All right, and we will remove that template as the remaining halberd limps its way next to its partner, which is unharmed as of yet. And it is the halberd's turns, as they will do their best to attack one for Metreon, one for Erythrandir. Actually, no, they'll do one for Lilison because Lilison damaged it too. And as that happens... Yeah, okay. Uh, Esmeralda didn't ready a thing, so that's good. And so against Metreon, that's going to be... A 13 to hit. That don't hit. 
And against Lilison, it's a 16 to hit. That does not hit now that I have this shield. <laughs> you bring the shield up and it blocks it. It is a very satisfying clanging noise. The halberds go spinning back a few inches and ready themselves to strike again. But it's Kiva's turn now. Great. Uh, Kiva's going to move in next to Lillison and uh, recklessly attack the halberd. Alrighty, go for it. Uh, both 15s. Both will hit. What are the damages? Uh, eight and six. You're bringing the Sunsword slashing down twice, shearing through the haft of the Halberd and sending its disassembled parts skidding down through the air to the floor before they clatter to the ground. All right, Kiva gives a uh, little nod to Lillison. Is she still, am I still on the steps? It's hard to see the contrast. You are, that. yes, you are just barely on the last step. Okay, um, she's going to like call to Aerithrandir and like offer it, reach out her hand as far as she can to try to give him a steady reach uh, when he comes down. Thank you. Alrighty, with that, Lillison, you're up. Lillison gives Kiva a grateful nod and then ducks back into the doorway and sends forth an acid splash at the remaining halberd from there. Alrighty. That is a 22, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Very good. With that, Metron, you're up. Gang, gang. Um, yeah, I will... Uh... No, I'm actually gonna, since it's in melee range, right? I'm gonna take out my pink rapier. Because I never use that. I figured right now I will. Uh, and I'm gonna try and hack into it. Before you do so, I forgot. Uh, I am going to yell out at the last moment uh, where one of the weak spots on it might be to you, Metreon. Thank you. It's got a slight limp. <laughs> <laughs> it's favoring. From where? It's. Uh, it's, uh, it's favoring the left side of its blade. From it's where St. Markovia hit it. Maybe a dirty <laughs> 20. Yeah, that'll do it. It's going to be eight points of piercing. And it's it will take them. You get sneak attack with us too, don't you? Oh yeah, I do, don't I? I forgot about Irina's that. adjacent. Yes, she is. Let me roll that. I haven't rolled sneak attack in so long. And you have advantage. Yeah, that was with advantage. No, I mean like that trigger sneak attack too. Oh, yes. Nice. Uh, so it's going to be four sneak attack. Alrighty, so a total of eight plus four, twelve damage. Alrighty, you have stabbed the animated halberd. Is that everything on your turn? Um, yeah. Alrighty, Esmeralda will go next, and as is always appropriate for Esmeralda, attempt to kill Steel. I love her, my wife. Rolling a 15, dealing 7 damage, and slicing the halberd in twain as the pieces clatter down to the floor far below. Well, myself, I did up for you. You did. I was very grateful you made my job a lot easier. Erythrindir, you can feel the tower getting ready to shake again if you'd yep, like to do anything grabbing, on your turn. He's grabbing Kiva's hand and hustling down to the landing so he doesn't fucking fall. And hustle you shall. You see the heart pulsating overhead, looking slightly damaged. Would you like to do anything? 
Uh, did there look to be reinforcements to those coming? You can spend an action to look around. I'd spend an action to look around. All right, make a perception check. Ten. No sign of anything strange. Okay. I think we got the last of them. And that's his turn. Okay. And just to confirm, Kiva, were you staying on the stairs or were you, well, you were because you were holding out your hand to help Aerith her down, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. In that case, on your turn, or on the Heart of Sorrow's turn, I will need you to make a dexterity saving throw as the tower shambles, shambles, okay. God, trembles and shakes beneath your feet. All right. That's not now, is it? That is now, yes. Dexterity saving throw, please. Great. I'm going to use um, my wild magic feature, bolstering magic. Oh, shit. No, never mind. It's not a saving throw. Man. No, this so is. Annoying. This is a saving throw. No, I. it's only for ability checks. So. Oh. Well, do you have does you do you have danger sense? I do. Uh, cuz yeah, anyway. this is You pass anyway. I got to pick I yeah. got a 16. I think I'm okay. Yep, you do you'd have you'd have advantage on it cuz of danger sense. But yep, 16 will pass it. You effortlessly keep your footing. Excellently. She's also going to uh the second it's her turn, not be on that staircase. <laughs> Excellent. Also, I didn't realize that Kiva technically has advantage on saves against Fireball. Very much. Oh, fuck yes. Cool. Alrighty. That'll come in so, handy. <laughs> the Halberds are all dead. Uh, Amity, you're up if you would like to do anything. Um, I mean, uh, I can go and drag Deer off of the staircase. He's, off the, he's off the stairs. Oh, he's is anyone on the stairs? She'll be fine. Oh, okay. Then I don't know why I would want to do anything. We won. Uh, but, um, all right. Now that we've disabled the defenses of uh, here, I don't know. I guess just keep fireballing it or firebolting it. I'll, I'll do a fireball if it looks like we're in time pressure. Let's just yeah, get it done. Yeah. The fact that it's um, yelling. Uh, I, I don't think we should be standing here too long. All right. Is the uh, is the heart and the tower continuing to like bellow like a wounded beast or was not in particular? Nice? It was mostly the first time that it was harmed, but it seems to be dripping bloody red liquid down in the places where it was wounded. If we could just get this thing killed, we could prevent other things from coming to get us in here. Yep. 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 All right, in that case, we're back at the top of the round with Kiva. If you'd oh, like wait, to is Amity going to do anything? Or? Oh. Uh-huh. No, not unless... It, if it looks like other things are coming, Amity will, but not right now. No. Okay. Um, the only... She can't really do anything from a distance, so uh, she's just going to hold her action uh, and wait for something else to come, if it does. Alrighty, righty. Uh, do you want to get off the stairs first, or...? Oh, yeah, duh. Oh, my God. <laughs> All good? I can't off move. Oh, the there stairs, it we go. Okay, great. Lillison goes for another acid splash up at the heart. Uh, no, no, she doesn't, because we're uh, a long way away. Hmm. Mm hmm. 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 Do your hmm. quickening things, are they sorcery points or spell slots? Uh, sorcery points. Damn, Okay. Yeah, I only have a few. Um, Lillison 
judges uh, how far it is up to the next landing. Um, how how long does that runaround look like it might take? Looking over it from your current position, you could... Hmm. The next landing is around... No, it, it, it's a full hundred feet up. Is that a hundred feet straight vertically, or is that a hundred feet as in like hundred feet around land? around the edges? Yeah, and it would drop you off the landing just where the heart is, uh, at the same level of it. Lillison glances around to everybody else and says, "I can't comfortably reach it from here. Do you think it's um, worth trying to run up closer?" I can give you some bone when you're making running, if you're like doing a running thing, um, but. I think it probably is the best thing we can do if we don't want to waste, like, long stuff. I'm blowing it up. I don't care anymore. Fuck this thing. Fuck okay, this. Okay, great. Yeah, I wanna, I, I'm just going to keep lasting it. Like, I, I want this thing gone. Okay, then uh, then Lilson's going to ready an action to cast Acid Splash at anything else hostile that might appear in the meantime. Okay. In that case, we are up to Metreon's turn, and I guess while we're here, since there's no other tokens on the map, you might as well see what you're shooting at. <gasps> yes! Ooh, oh, my god. oh my god! How good is this person at Blender? Like this is it's oh incredible. Yeah. This is a casual plug for Benios uh, maps, which you can find on his Patreon. <laughs> Sexy. All right, so that's 24 on the first blast uh, for six yep. points of force damage. Very good. And the second blast? Uh, 15 to hit. 15 will just hit. Give me some damage. All right, it's going to be 12 points of force damage. All right, it's looking ripe and weakened. Esmeralda will keep her eyes peeled for the surroundings. Aerithrondir, you're up. Does this thing look like it's like about to shatter if we tap on it too hard? There are spider webbing cracks all the way across it. it. The whole thing is trembling and shaking. Firebolt it is. All right, roll the hit. 12. Splashes harmlessly against the side again, I'm afraid. God damn it. That's my turn. Okay. Is Mark will pass. Amity, anything from you? Um... I mean, nah, we're just, we're not in time pressure, I think, so. Okay. I, I don't think I can even hit it from out here. <laughs> Alrighty, Kiva, anything from you? You're going to keep just keep your eyes peeled. Keep eyes peeled, readying actions. Alrighty, Lillison, you're up. You're just going to hang on or you're going to do yep. something? Continuing to ready in action. Okay. Let me just take a look at things real quick. Can you okay. uh, tell me if you see a weak spot? Oh yes, uh, there is a quite obvious, uh, there's a quite obvious large crack over there. Uh, you should aim for it. Fabulous. What, with an advantage, I got a 10? Whack. Alright, <laughs> second one. Alrighty. Uh, and then a 21 on the second one. Oh, it's not your turn yet. Oh, it isn't? Oh, well, fuck No. Me. Amity and Lillison, what are your passive perceptions? Kiva 2. Uh, give me a second. I think it's like 13. Like 11 or 10. 15. Jack of all trades. 15. All right. Emity, as you're looking forward toward, up and toward the heart, guarding out amongst your companions, 
suddenly, before you have a chance to react, two darkened silhouettes spring forth from the tower exterior walls where they had been clinging in the shadows, bursting forth, claws, pale, lashing out toward you. Let's switch back to the map. Oh, fuck. So, let's see how this works out. The first one you see is what seems to be a drow wearing tattered clothes, leather armor, a scabbard empty now, rusted over with time, eyes flaring blood red and vampiric fangs poking over the lip as they lash out toward you with their claws. Are they within the line of sight of Sunsword? They are. Classic. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Lillison, you, uh, you get your chance to react as well. I will do this. Uh, can I, in fact, see the one that uh, I can very faintly see, like the corner of the token? I would say yes, just barely. All right. Both of them are going to have to make dex checks. So, okay. if I'm not mistaken, they're starting their turn within 30 feet of Amity. Yeah. This is yeah, true. Yeah, which means it's like double lovely double radiance. Burr. Yeah, the Helm of Brilliance immediately begins blazing with radiant light. Uh, shedding dim light in a 30-foot radius around it. Each of them takes 1d6. So Amity, give me that, please. Six. Also, both of these spawn succeed against the Acid Splash. Aw, oh, too bad. Alrighty. So with that, that's going to be the first attack is going to be a 14, which misses against Amity, I presume, right? Uh, I have mage armor on, right? Or has that expired you since you the 17 me. short rests? Okay, okay. cool. Then, then, the yeah. second one, unfortunately, is two crits. Wait, uh, sorry, oh. the, the the 14 does in fact hit. That's my AC. Yes, oh, the 14 hits. Yeah, so, well, so the f I, I, get, okay. I get hit a bunch. Okay, so the 14 is uh, nine points of slashing damage, I believe, to you. Except instead of doing that, it's going to grapple you. <sighs> Fuck. And That's then fine. begin pulling you this far back. Less fun. The other one, climbing up along the side of you, uh, hopping from the rooftop, is going to lash out toward you and attack with its claws. Um, actually, they get a multi-attack, don't they? They yeah. do. Good. So first off, the one on the rooftop is going to attack. It rolled double crits with disadvantage. I hate that's my life. So that's okay. going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage on the crit. It's not very much, but it's also... No, it's not going to grapple you. It's just going to let the, its partner grapple you. Kagan. And then it's also going to make another unarmed strike, and its partner is going to attempt to bite you. And I believe that neither, only one of them is in the Sun Swords radius, so the one on the roof does not have disadvantage anymore. Hate this. Hate this. That's an eight which misses, and then the one that within the bite is going to attempt to bite you. Disadvantage tend to hit, which misses. Hissing and disappointment. At the same time, you see whirling in from the opposite side of the tower, another pair of vampire spawn lashing out toward Ismark and Esmeralda. Ah! Ismark and Esmeralda have ready attacks that will go off. 
is Mark attacking with his longsword. Why not Critting with the thigh bone? Because then it would, because he doesn't want to use it up too quickly because oh, okay. that would crumple. Yeah, it's a good thought though. Uh, he d he crits, dealing 14 damage, half to seven. That's our boy. Esmeralda attacking as well with her rapier. That's a 12, which sadly misses the vampire spawn. This one looking like a um, taller woman wearing older bronzed armor with her long white hair falling down the sides of her face, hissing and baring fangs as she lashes out toward Esmeralda, accompanied by her partner. And that's going to be a pair of claws against each of them in the sunlight of the sunsword. 7 and 17. The 17, I think, actually misses? No, it hits. Doing 11 points of damage. Then the one against Ismark. Alright, so that's a 9 and a 20. The 20 hits. Dealing 9 points, but instead of dealing 9, it's going to grapple Ismark. And that will be the end of their turns. Metreon, you're up. Dios mio. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep blasting this heart. Uh, yes. Good policy. So I'm gonna do the first advantage because of Lillison. It's a 25 to hit, baby. Uh, for right. 13 points of force damage. All right. And sorry, was this at the vampire spawn at the or the heart? No, this is the heart. I'm shooting the heart. Okay. 25. Nine points, you said? Uh, no. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. There's a crackle as the beam shoots through the air, arcing through the darkness and the gloom toward the heart, and then punctures, piercing like an arrow straight through it. The moan echoes through the tower, the entire place shaking, and then suddenly the heart bursts, shattering into thousands upon thousands of crystalline shards that melt into blood raining down on the tower below. I need Metreon and Esmeralda to make dexterity saving throws. Party. Oh, shit. I didn't know about this one. Oh, shit, that's <gasps> a six. Esmeralda presses herself up against the wall. Metreon, you look like the protagonist of Carrie. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. So hot. So, yeah, I'm just like, uh, just I'm drenched in a deluge blood. of blood. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty groody. Yeah, I love that. Um, so covered in blood, uh, and seeing Amity getting swarmed by these things, I'll use my second opportunity to throw back the other Relish Blast. And I'm going to hit the one that's on the roof. Alrighty. So the one oh, on the... shit, that's so a wait, wait, which one are you aiming to hit? You're going to hit the one that's... Oh, I see. One, okay. Yeah, I will one. say it has probably I mean, I half see all of it from this perspective. Icon, yeah. Have. I'd say it has half cover from here, so uh, plus two. It, it, it's still a 27 to hit. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus Christ, that, yeah, that'll do it. Um, so it's going to be 10 points of force damage. 10 points that she'll take. Is that your turn? Um, yeah, I'll stay put. All right, Esmeralda's up. She's got her attack. She's going to use them. That's going to be a 17, a 26, and a 23, dealing a total of 19, 27 points of damage. Next up, Erthrandir. Erth lunges out onto the rooftop after Amity. Can I actually do that? How did they get to her? They seem to have climbed down the exterior of the tower. Okay. They just drop down. 20. Ninja style. 25. I'm going to 
bonus action, dip into the blade song. Mm -hmm. Then, lining himself up, he carefully adjusts his wand, the, the wind and the storm blowing around him, hair whipping behind him. And he channels that wind, and he channels that storm as he casts a gust of wind. Ooh, spicy. Ooh. Lay me the template a, down? Uh, sure. In such a way that it will not hit Amity. Alrighty. I believe that should be possible. Let's just lay that line down. There we go. It's five feet wide or ten feet wide? Ten feet. Okay. That works. I'm pushing them diagonal. Oh, shit. Can I move one over so I don't hit Amity? I'll, if you've got oh, the, if you've I, got I the movement to spare, yes. Go for it. On. Yeah, I will take an opportunity attack, though. Yep, it'll take it. Alright. That's a 20 to hit. Hits? Or, oh, right. no, actually, e even in the Sun Sword? Uh, it's not in the Sun Sword. Then, the vampires inside are. Then. Yeah, this is the rooftop one. Then I can't risk it grappling me. Uh, cutting words. Alrighty. That's now a 17 to hit. It misses. Very good. That's a miss. Okay, and he sets up the line to hit both of these vampires. Alrighty. It's not showing it on the map, but trust me in that, that I am. Yeah, that, that's doable. I believe you. Yep. Looking at it, it, it definitely lines up. Alrighty, so just remind me at the start of their turns. I will. With that, Irina is up. She is going to shoot a crossbow over Ismark's shoulder at the vampire grappling him. Let go of my brother, you piece of shit! 16 to hit. Hits, dealing 6 half to 3. Next up, the Heart of Sorrow is dead, so Ismark is up. He's going to bellow and bring his longsword up over his head and attempt to attack twice with it, plus his silver short sword. Unfortunately, the grapple interferes with his balance, and he misses twice with the longsword, but hits with the short sword, dealing 8 half to 4. Alrighty. That is the end of Ismark's turn. Amity, you're up. You are grappled, Our and as you look down, you can actually see, yawning below you, the shining wet cobstones of the courtyard far below the parapet you're on. Oh, I can see it already. Amity's wrapping her tail around this vampire spawn's arm and trying to yank their claws off of her so that she doesn't go down with the ship. Uh, so this is, what, an opposing athletics check? So, an action to escape, yes. It's your choice of athletics or acrobatics. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, Though, just that so you know, if you... Nice. <laughs> oh my that's god! Only a, that's only a 30. I'm not gonna um, bother rolling. I will just say that for a moment, like, Erythrondir, you basically see Amity become, like, a WWE god. <laughs> and just fucking suplex the vampire spawn that had been grappling her. You hear a muffled, holy shit, from over the wind. Um, a, a metal, a steel chair <laughs> apparates into your hands, Amity. What will you do with it? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm basically, <laughs> right. like, giving its arm back to it. Like, I'm yanking yeah. it out of the socket. Ah! Ah! Oh, yes. oh, God! The pain! Yeah. Alrighty, so you are ungrappled. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Uh, I'll use a bonus action just to try to push it five feet back. It makes a strength save, but uh, that's all I have. That's my turn. Okay. 
So let's do that. Strength save. Ten. I think that fails. Yeah, it's just push a little back into the center of the wind. Uh, and that's the turn. Alrighty, into the wind it goes. Back at the top. Kiva, you're up. Kiva is going to reach around her neck. She is going to bypass the holy symbol of Ravenkind and grab her holy symbol of Saloon. Uh, Salune, whatever, however you say it. Um, and she is going to use her channel divinity to turn the unholy. And conveniently, all of those vampires are within 30 feet of me. So um, please make wisdom saving throws. Alrighty, that'll be four wisdom saving throws. Let's see how it does. The only one to succeed is the one nearest to Erythrondir. Everyone else fails. Great, bye bye Okay, do they have to use a reaction or is it just on their turns that they have to run away? Um, it, they cannot take reactions. A turn creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away as they can, and they can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of me. Hot, it I love it. It can only use dash or try to escape. Okay. Very good. That is the end of your turn. Lillison, you're up. Vampire spawner going after you. What's it going to be? Three of them are looking very frightened. The one to the south of Amity is looking unbothered, but is within Erythrodir's gust of wind. What would you like to do? Uh, the one to the south of Amity, is it elevated from here? Yes, it's around five feet off the ground. Oh, well, if it's only five feet. Um... Uh... How bad is Amity looking? Um, Amity is looking about like a five or six out of ten. All right, Lillison is going to step out. Let me just double check the wording on something. Uh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, let's step out and um, aim a, uh, let's aim a poison spray at the one uh, directly south of Amity. Uh, con save, please. You got it. Holy shit. That's a 14. That is a failure, I believe. All right, that's 19 poison damage. It screams. They hold their hands up in front of their face, the eyes squeezing shut as the noxious gas fills invading their space. Technically, somehow not resistant to poison, despite being undead. Takes the full 19. Nice. Um, and then she glances over to Amity and says, um, I think its left knee is uh, about ready to go, if you know what I mean. Alright, That's my turn. Alrighty. So ends Lillison's turn. The vampire spawns have their turn. A number of things happen. First, <laughs> three of them immediately take 20 points of... Oh, fuck. I actually put 2068 instead of 20. That was a mistake. Regrettably not. They immediately take 2,000... <laughs> yep. <laughs> ...sun damage. Next, uh, two of them have to make strength saves, I believe, right? They do. That's a 23 and a 14. The 14 fails. That's the one south of Amity. What happens? 
It gets pushed 15 feet directly away from me. One, two, two, three! three. Goes Ah. plummeting down! You hear a Wilhelm scream as it goes plummeting Ah! down into the courtyard. There is a distant thunk and a splash. Amity, looking down, you can see it land in a pool of dirty water. Right under the cobblestones. That's gonna hurt in the morning. Oh, actually, if you wouldn't mind rolling... Uh, Erythrindir, just just out of curiosity, I want to see how much damage it took. Yeah. I think it's gonna be... Let's say... Oh, come on, you've gotta have something clearer than that. Let's say, let's, let's say a hundred, let's say 15d6. I will always roll 15 Actually, no, not, fi- not 15 6. I lied, it, it's not that much. It's going to be... Damn it, how high up is that thing? I really gotta get that Raven The Raven Loft high chart's wild. I, th- I, th- I think let- let's call let's call it uh, let's call it ninety feet ninety six. Give it to me ninety six. Me. Thirty five bludgeoning damage. Splat. Poor wily coyote. Is it dead? It is not dead. Oh okay. Well, um, somehow. Helm of brilliance is uh, d six radiant damage on the stack. Ah yes, on the stack indeed. Roll me some damage. Uh, that is six. <laughs> Again, more damage. Lovely. Two, both of those two. And then the three remaining vampires spawn immediately scream, raising their hands for uh, a block of the sunlight, searing from Kiva like an avenging angel, turn and begin scrambling away as fast as they can, the one that had been grappling Ismark releasing him. And they will dash off into the night. Esmeralda Ismark, uh, just out of the principle of it, will look at each other, shrug, and make attacks of opportunity just for the hell of it. Ismark misses. Very sad. And Esmeralda also misses. The vampire are, are just that freaked out. Yeah, you better run. <laughs> but and so, after a moment passes Amity, you look down and you see the prone vampire spawn far below where Erythrindir had shoved it with the gust of wind, still blowing from him forcefully. It picks itself up, looks up toward you with its tiny red eyes in the distance, snarls, and then scampers off on all fours, vanishing into the darkness of the courtyard below. And as silence and the distant peals of thunder settle down once more over the parapets of the castle, that is where we'll end it for today. Do we have to... I'm afraid so. Well, gang, <laughs> we broke Strahd's heart. You Just a really boring hey! session. Not a lot happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. Slow welcome back, I think. It's a bit a heavy RP session, really. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there were those three Barovians. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that was the highlight, I think. Nothing yeah. else happened. <laughs> yeah. This is their episode. I definitely want that spin-off series of uh, when we, you know, when we free Barovia and everybody can go where they want. Those three just like escaping into Faerun and just getting into all sorts of hijinks. Honestly, I'd like, love to see them take over the castle and just live like sitcom style in the ruins of uh, Castle Ravenloft. Yeah, just like Three's Company, but, you know, in a giant castle. With Frankly, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that when you guys asked them, how did you get here, that one of them didn't pull down a projector and say, by all accounts, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you, Serena, for getting my jokes. It, we, so it looks like they got past the demon we were warned about. So uh, good for them, I guess. Maybe they were stronger than we thought. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They killed the demon. We didn't. That's why we didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> the demon was just like, eh, these guys aren't worth bothering with. Honestly, my favorite See, part is that was actually technically... the power of uh, friendship. There you go. My favorite part about them is that it's technically possible to encounter them. Um, actually, no, you can't encounter them in Strahd's tomb. My lie. That's that's sad. It's technically possible to encounter them in King Barov and Queen Ravenovia's tomb. That's funny. I'm glad I stole the skull. Someone could have seen Metrion's tomb. <laughs> Does that like require them to have a certain like? I guess they're whatever all awful it is. Good. Yeah, what whatever it is that was providing that barrier, which we absolutely know nothing about. I mean, checking it, it doesn't say what their alignment is. They're really well, the heroes of Barovia. Yeah, yeah they're they're the, they're the real heroes here. They could have bypassed the barrier. They don't they don't need to have a lawful good alignment. Um, but yeah, I I probably shouldn't say how. Oh, interesting. Spicy. Misty mm. step. Woo! Yeah, those comments are just that powerful. Steps, man. They're like they're they're like ultra mode shaggy. They haven't begun to use one percent of their power. <laughs> well, we've gone far afield of everything, but thank you all for hanging around and coming back. It is excellent to get back. I think I, for one, am very glad to be back in the saddle, and I'm looking forward to getting on the road to seeing where we go from here. This is, it's going to be all downhill from here, baby. Oh, yep. baby. Well, in any case, as always, thank you to everyone for joining us today. We will see you all back in the mists next week. And until then, don't go break in my heart and take care. Oh, boo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>